There we go, now I can hear it a little bit better. What is going on, everybody? Patrick Ali here, Senior Loan Officer at Hall Financial, and it is official. I have hijacked the best darn 12 minutes in podcast history. That's what we do. 12 minutes. We have a great conversation. We have some laughs. We have some fun. Joined by Seth Gray. How you doing, Seth? I'm very good. Good morning. Good, good. And I am very excited, actually. Today, we have Andrea Corolla of Maxbrook Realty in Birmingham. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, really excited to have you on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about mortgages, talk a little bit about real estate, and hopefully just add some value into everybody's life today. So how was your Memorial Day weekend, guys? Good. It was very good. It was uh, spent with some family time and um, got in the water a bit as well. So yeah, yeah, good. Are great. you are you boat boat people? Yes, I would say that I'm an official a boat person. Boat Absolutely. person? Are you a boat person? Who isn't a boat person? Right. <laughs> I live in a small boat town. I feel like if you don't have a boat, then you're not allowed to live there for some reason. So it's always best to have a friend with a boat. <laughs> yeah, or a, or a friend with a boat. That's perfect. Other people's boats. It's yeah. Less, yeah, it's a money pit. Other people's boats, other people's pools. Absolutely. So we have a lot to talk about. Not a ton, ton of time, so I want to kind of hop into it. Um, speaking of Memorial Day weekend, obviously that's you know the time to honor veterans. Uh, things of that nature. What uh, what kind of things do you do in your business to to attribute? I mean, to to kind of help Memorial Day. Has Memorial Day weekend historically been a good time for you for sales? Has it been a good time for you to to buy homes? I mean, I had a couple of sales this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, the market's been just so short on inventory yeah. that mm -hmm. I actually used the time to work with buyers who were not celebrating. Yeah. The holiday by taking time off or going up north and we were actually able to get in yeah. and, and get a couple houses <laughs> that i think we might not have been the successful bidder on had yeah. there been the, the stronger competition yeah we'll talk, talk about that a little bit because it is it's it is different uh market it's definitely a seller's market i think for the most part i, I you can really you'll see homes that'll hit that uh, the mls at 4 a.m and they're gone by 6 a.m so, I mean, how it's, does that... It's totally crazy. I mean, the um, amount of sales is down, actually, this year versus mm -hmm. last year, just due to the fact that the inventory is is down. Yeah. Um, we do have more homes on the market this month yeah. so far than, than last, but it's it's crazy competitive, especially in that first-time homebuyer price range. Yeah. So, you're out shopping. You literally have a line out the door sometimes all waiting to get in because they're overlapping appointments. Yeah. So it's awesome from a listing standpoint. My sellers are really, really getting excited. They're getting over asking. They're getting appraisal deficiency coverage. They're getting free occupancy. They're, um, I mean, people are writing letters about how they love this and love that. Mm. And um, <laughs> I mean, cash offer. I mean, just everything yeah. a seller could dream of is happening. Yeah. Um, but it's a complete nightmare for the buyer. Right, right. And we see that too. I mean, Seth, you can talk a little bit about it. I think that it, it, we see it in the in on our side of um, you know the the financing for the mortgage and obtaining a mortgage, but we have the competition of so many people out there that are putting offers in on homes that it's you almost have to get creative. And I want to come back to that uh, deficient that appraisal deficiency. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you firsthand. I've got a client who um, who just actually recently called me, and you know because it's very it's an emotional process, and um, some of these buyers are going through the ups and the downs and whether the appraisals are coming in low um, or they're not able to get the offers accepted. Um, it's a, just a ton of uh, feelings that are kind of going around. And some of these people are in a situation where they, they are in a, you know, they're under a crunch for yeah. time, you know, on where they're going to live. And so 
Yeah, I think that getting creative, uh, making the offers, the occupancy that we've learned and we've yeah. talked about on this podcast before is going to, it's one of those creative ways of going about it. Um, you know, but it is, it can be a little bit of a nightmare. And I think that one of the things we need to tell our clients up front is that, you know, we got to have patience going into this, um, you know, have a positive outlook and yeah. mindset and, um, and just keep at it. Yeah. So one thing that, that we talked obviously is about occupancy. That's a big thing. People are putting offers on other homes, but they need a little time. So what are you telling Andrew to your, your first time home buyers that, you know, they, they might be renting leases going to, is getting ready to expire. Um, when you talk about occupancy to them. Well, sometimes um, my first-time homebuyer who is in a situation where they have flexible moving time frame, yeah. either they're living with relatives or they're renting month to month, that is something we have as an advantage. Yeah. It's, it's um, something we can put in our offer. I actually write on the purchase agreement, buyer can be very flexible with closing date and or occupancy. And then depending on the buyer's financial situation, sometimes writing in free occupancy mm -hmm. is a way for them to make their offer, the whole net of their offer yeah. um, become higher. Okay. So maybe we have a buyer who cannot do appraisal deficiency coverage. Um, so therefore we can't necessarily write a super high dollar amount. Yeah. But if we are able to give 60 days free occupancy, that equates to money in the seller's pocket. Yeah. If the seller needs that occupancy. Right. Now right. sometimes the seller doesn't and then, you know, uh oh, we're not gonna get the house. Yeah. Um, but the deals that we've done, um, very, very pleased with your reach out to the other agent. Because yeah. a lot of times um, one of the things that is important is the other agent knowing that the lender is going to be responsive, that they're local, mm -hmm. that they know what's going on, that they've reviewed the buyer's information, that they actually have looked at the buyer's credit mm -hmm. and verified things. Yeah. Um, you know, that's huge because sometimes a non-local, non-responsive lender, um, you could have the greatest offer in the entire world, yeah. but as a seller, you, you don't want to deal with that. <laughs> well, and I think that's great, too, because this is the first time, and it, we normally, you know, uh, especially here at Hall Financial, we like to reach out to all parties to kind of close the gap and, and allow everybody to communicate with each other. But that was the first time when you when you gave me a call. We're working on a, a loan together right now and said, you know, the selling agent wants to talk to you. Can you give her a call? And I absolutely gave her a call, which we were planning on doing anyway, and, and she just, that's exactly what it was. She wanted to know how qualified the borrower was, how confident I was in the in the loan. And, you know, now we are 12, 13, 14 days in the process and we're already ready to get this thing closed up. Mm -hmm. One thing that we talked about on actually the loan that we're working on is the appraisal deficiency. I want to talk about that a little bit. Explain kind of to the listeners what that is and how that works. So the issue is, is when there's competing offers, a seller starts looking at the different risks of each offer. So if you have a cash offer mm -hmm. versus a conventional loan office offer versus maybe an FHA offer that wants concessions, um, they could all end up having the same net to the yeah. seller, but the risk is different. So obviously the cash offer has the least amount of risk. What can a conventional or an FHA buyer um, possibly do to make their offer, which does require the mortgage to get fully approved, what can they do to make their offer compete with a cash offer? Well, that's where the buyer might have the financial ability to cover a certain amount of appraisal deficiency. Mm -hmm. So when you have a mortgage, normally the lender is only gonna loan based off the lesser of purchase price or um, appraisal value. So if someone's putting down 20% and they write a $200,000 offer, the house has to appraise for $200,000 or mm -hmm. we have a problem. So appraisal deficiency coverage might be that buyer saying, hey, look, 
I will give up to $20,000 of appraisal deficiency coverage. Now that $200,000 house only has to appraise for $180,000, and that buyer is guaranteeing to that seller they're still going to proceed. Yeah. And is that something that, I mean, obviously, are we communicating that, you know, on a day-to-day basis, or what's your take on that stuff? Uh, my take is that it, that sounds great. I wish that we had uh, more buyers that had that liquidity <laughs> yeah, because right. it's just not, it hasn't been an option for any right. of my uh, the folks that I've worked with. Um, <clears throat> but having the the money to be able to bridge that gap for mm-hmm. the low values, I haven't run into it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're either finding other ways where we have to try to get creative to, to make the deal work and, and renegotiate, which a lot of times sellers aren't really looking to do, uh, especially in such a... A competitive market where there are buyers that are able to bridge that gap with the appraisal deficiency. So, um, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for me. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great point. Yeah, well, and, and it's another thing too is is a lot of the people that we're working with are first time home buyers. And let's face it, majority of first time home buyers on average are only saving for about six to eight months to actually put money down on a home. So that's what we deal with. So when you get those well qualified buyers or you get a, uh, a person in a situation where they're able to bridge that gap or get a gift to bridge that gap, then that, that is, a, I think it's a huge win. Well, and that's sometimes where you have to ask yourself, do you really want this house? Because yeah. the reality of it is, is as a buyer's agent, I never want to have to put the buyer into a situation where they're not comfortable. Right. But the market is putting us all in that situation. Yeah. So you do, do you want to get the house or do you want to continue to keep looking? Yeah. And that's where you sometimes have to dig deep and ask yourself, do you really want to go for it? And you might have to do a 401k loan. You mm-hmm. might have to ask, you know, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma yeah. for that gift. Um, borrow yeah. <laughs> from mm-hmm. <laughs> borrow right. from that 401k. Do do what you need to do. Do whatever it um, takes. You know, and then too, the lender is always involved because maybe then doing that appraisal deficiency coverage in the event you have to utilize it. Yeah. Maybe the loan mm-hmm. is going to switch to a five percent down yeah. instead of a twenty percent down so that they do have that extra for the coverage. Yeah. Um, or maybe you luck out and you get an appraisal waiver. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then I'm like fist pumping and everyone goes to closing. You it's don't great. have to worry about it. Well, and, and that's a good point too, because a lot of times we're seeing um, homes on the market. I've seen it a lot more in the past than I see now because um, people are getting so many different offers that there's contingencies of they only accept conventional. They don't want government loans. So when you have that, that buyer that, you know, they're qualified for a VA loan and that's truly the best option for them, um, what are you talking about with the, the listing agent or is there a conversation with the listing agent when those might only be a conventional, you know, offers only? Um, I've closed a lot of VA buyers. Yeah. Um, I, I love my VA clients. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome program. There is nothing better for someone who wants to put down zero yeah. percent or a very small amount. Um, the major hurdle with it is education to the other agent. You can't control who the list agent is, and you can't control who the seller is. Yeah. So um, educating them, letting them know that it will not take longer to close, yeah. making sure that the house is a candidate house, as in there's not major repairs, um, and just keeping them appraised of the situation. It, there, should not be, there should not be an issue. Yeah, and Seth, I mean, is there anything different that we're doing when it comes to the mortgages of of talking about uh, talking to our clients about this stuff with VA. Um, well, I think that well, kind of to piggyback on what uh, what you were stating there, I think, and maybe it's more of a question um, that sometimes I find that listing agents are a little bit they're least they're less receptive to yeah. the VA offers because of expediency, um, you know. And I think that one of the things that we're good at is is trying to get it because you have to order the appraisals through like a VA portal, and, and it sometimes can be a little bit more time consuming. But on our end, 
it can be important to try to you know expedite when we're getting those orders in, um, doing the due diligence by asking those types of questions on right. the, the properties, um, you know, the condition of the property, because um, we don't want to have you know any setbacks with that too. So, do you find that uh, it's the the process or the the length of the process for VA loans is sometimes something that's um, I just really think it's just not having an educated um, listing agent or seller that you're dealing with where they think it's back in the olden days where VA actually processed the loans and they yeah. did take longer. That's not the case. Right. So I basically, before I show a house, because not all houses will even list VA as an option. So I know the inventory. If I know the house would actually pass the VA inspection, meaning it, you know, it has the safety features that are required, yeah. um, I'll call the list agent up educate them on the process explain to them that yes your seller is going to incur a couple extra fees because it is a va loan right you got to have the seller pay the pest inspection and then they're going to either have the title company waive the closing fee for the buyer because va won't allow that mm -hmm. or the seller will cover it um a couple hundred dollars you're going to get your deal together right do you want to sell your house do you not want to sell your house um and you're doing a good thing because uh, va loans exist to help our veterans yeah. So it's, you know, you get that warm, fuzzy feeling at closing. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. First, do you want to sell your house or do you not? So <laughs> well, I, and especially with VA now, um, site condos are not discriminated against yeah. any longer. That just recently came about. So now we don't even have the, the site condo problem with VA. Well, whether you're looking to buy a single family home, condo, townhome, give us your information. We want to know how to get in contact with you. Oh, all righty. Uh, Andrea Carollo. I'm with Max Brook Realtors in Birmingham. Um, my cell phone's 248-330-3401, or you can find me on the internet, andreacarollo.com. And uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, thank you yeah, so thank much. You. Uh, we went a little bit over, but that's okay. We had a great conversation. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody out there. Uh, make sure you give her a call. Uh, click subscribe, follow our podcast, and we appreciate it. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Thank you.